Hi, thank you so much for tuning in to Stay By Plan. If you'd like to advertise or partner with us, contact us at staybyplanpod at gmail.com. That is staybyplanpod at gmail.com. Thank you. Trigger warning. This episode contains conversations about depression and suicidal ideations. everyone we are back again with yet another episode of stay by plan and we have a full house today you would understand so why are you looking at me like that ah speak i'm missing have you missed me no not really sorry anyway so today we have like a very special guest or guests like you understand as the episode is going on we have um the one and only aduma music in the house and we're going to be having like a very interesting and deep conversation with you. And I am super excited. So, so how are you feeling about today's episode? Um, I'm also excited. I don't know if I'm super excited, but, <laughs> yeah, but I'm always super I'm, excited. I'm excited to hear. Okay. But yeah, let's Hi, Aduma. come to you. Yeah. Hello. Your voice is so nice and like cherry like <coughs> the whole Hello. Um, <laughs> the, you know, like the Disney princesses. Oh, My voice is like husky oh, and rough. So wow. like guys. It is, know. it really is. Do you know what happened? When I was young, there was some day, yeah. Uh-huh. I I promised to God. Uh-huh. I was screaming. Uh-huh. I don't know why I was screaming, guys. It wasn't anything scary. Like, I was just testing my voice by screaming. And something just glitched. <laughs> so your voice is never the same And ever since, my voice never the same again. So I think I damaged my box. Okay, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. I don't believe it, but we'll take it. It's cool. Hi, Aduma. Yeah, how are you? Aduma, tell us. Talk to us. Uh, I'm Okay. I know, right? Yeah, that question, yeah. Right? No, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about all <laughs> don't that. Worry, don't worry. Um. So no, you know, first of all, you said Aduma cool. But the people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. The people. <laughs> oh my god! Like you guys, I'm missing what I've been going through. I'm joking. Anyway, so, so yeah, yeah. So Aduma. The people, some of the people know you, of course. You're very, you have, you have a very famous face. I do. Yeah, I do. I saw you on TV. You do, you do, you do, Charlie. Yeah. You do. And some people who may not know you. Yeah. You know, but they will know you after this. Hey, okay. So tell them <laughs> who, like, who's Aduma. Um. Okay. So Aduma is a singer and quite recently an actress, Ooh. and probably in the years to come there'd be an add-on to the list i don't know but um, (laughs) but at the moment i'd like to describe myself as a creative yeah i like that like so like you're multi-talented yeah something 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 like that no 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 no, you are are. yeah something (laughs) so yeah tell like tell us more about your 
your musical career? Like, how long have you been doing music? Um, this year would make it seven years. Wild. Yeah, so you, I know. Been it's crazy. I, I kind of have. Yeah. I mean, I've been dipping in and out here and there. Yeah, ish yeah, yeah. Mm. but like yeah. yeah i've been i've been yeah seven that's dope. Years. and then the acting was just this year the acting officially started somewhere in seven 2017 wow. no 2018 yeah mm. 2018 so yeah. what triggered the whole acting thing uh hmm, it's a very long story but i'll keep it short um so my manager at the time um was also an actor mm. so he used to like work on different stuff and we both had a mutual friend mm. this person i know but the person never knew like i act or anything but my, my manager obviously did because we we'd spoken about it right. and so um the this other mutual friend that we had mm-hmm. had a screen test he's a director film um, mm. director so he had a, a screen test for mm. something a new initiative he was starting right. obviously he wouldn't call me because he didn't know anything about it but yeah. he had contacted my manager at the time right. and he had contacted quite a number of people but on the day of the shoot one person cancelled there was an emergency mm. so he was very frantic he needed to get someone to fill in immediately mm. else everything was going to go like, up in flames right. so whilst like trying to figure it out my manager at the time is like oh uh maybe you should call Adoma and mm. he knows you knows Bill like but Adoma is a singer she's like you sh- she yeah, acts you so you, yeah you should try yes. and he didn't have the time to now be processing whether or whether not. Work or just not. needed something so he just like okay I'll take your word for it he called me this was a Sunday right. I just finished eating my fufu I was lying in my bed <laughs> like me today do- that's why I was yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything so I got the call and he's like I know this is very very impromptu but I hope you're not doing anything mm. um, but, and luckily it wasn't far from like where I stay right so he's like would I, would I be interested I'm like yeah sure um, I went there um, they gave me a script yeah. and the disadvantage to me is everybody else had gotten their script like weeks ago because right. they had known mm. I was literally getting mine as I got there, there. Wow. and to now make it even more pressureful for me I was the first to go mm. so I had like five minutes to learn that's wild <laughs> and to learn my lines and yeah I did that I they like there was a camera in front of me I sat down I was supposed to do the monologue and I did it and in one take I tried not to make any mistakes I did it one take and after that there was like silence for like five seconds and everybody's like hey you can't act why aren't you <laughs> acting oh my god so what movie was that <laughs> it was a screen test it's actually on like... it, yeah it's on YouTube um, it's called the yoga fat okay yeah it's on YouTube yoga fart yeah that's that's hey, that's, yeah, that's the screen that's that's the screen test that's that's the screen test and then after that they gave me another one and, and then, then that and then that now became a, a sort of like premise to book me because the next gig I got acting wise was from Ramesh who um, runs Apex he's been doing ads and he wanted to do a film mm. he watched the screen test mm. and thought from the screen test that I was good for that she well. gets it so they called me to audition and then I got the role and then that led into my very first film that I was lucky enough to star in with. Um, Chris Atto, Sikao oh, Se, okay. Michelle Atto. It was really fun. Oh, and wow. then after that, whilst that was screening, mm. I now got a call from Nigeria. Wow. So, yeah, and I had to go there and then work on a TV So then where, is the whole day, where does the whole did it That was after. In? So from the screening of the film, the one I did with Ramesh, um, Shelly was at the screening. Mm. And according to her, I found this out later, that she had watched that and she had just booked back to me or something in her future wow. project. So I went to Nigeria, I came back. Not long after that, I got a call mm. from Shelly. I would like to put you on 
So when you started doing this whole, sorry to cut you, when you're doing this whole acting, this person is calling me, this person, (laughs) do you start to feel like, hey, what happens to my music? Like, no, not really. So we'll get into that, I guess, later Mm. on. But at the time, I had quit music. Whoa, and I needed something to distract me right. and the good thing too is I've always wanted to act so music for me was not something I thought I was going to do to be very honest um, but what I actually wanted to do from like as long as I can remember was, was act and I tried but at the time I was very very like I used to have panic attacks and I used to have like stage mm. frights mm. so my auditions never went well right. yeah but I feel like things really worked out eventually so being a musician sort of helped me defeat the stage five because you have to perform in front right. of people. So yeah. I had to figure that out. And I feel like once I was able to figure that out, acting now became easier. And it's easier. always been a dream of mine. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So do you have any advice for people like me? Let me use myself. As yeah. Because like, <laughs> when I was a young boy, I'm like, oh, when I grow up, I'll be an actor. He's I'm lying. Like, Let me tell you that he's lies. Who is lying? I'm so serious. <laughs> you. When I was a boy. You. Please. Please. You. Please. please. Anyway, yeah. so, for real, like I wanted to, I mean, every, I feel like everybody at a point wanted to do something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I wanted okay. to act, I wanted to sing, but I can't sing, sing. and I can't act. Oh, that's the problem. Oh, I'm but glad you know. For someone like me, who actually, I still, I kind of want to try. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I want to take it seriously, but I want to try. I'm the, the type of person who wants to try so many different things, yeah, before I die, die yeah, you know what I mean? So what's your advice for someone like me? I, I feel like you can learn it. Yeah. I, I honestly have seen someone, a friend of mine who didn't know how to sing yeah. and went and did like vocal training. And when he came to perform later, I was like in shock because this was somebody that used to sing and would laugh. And now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there was nothing laughable. Too. There really was nothing not laughable about his performance. Yeah, yeah. I feel like some things can be learned. And so if you're really, really passionate about the singing or the acting, just invest. You're not passionate, but, but you said you it. want to do it before you die. Yeah. 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 So, like, yeah. So, if you want, if you feel the wanting to try is strong enough to motivate oh, yeah, you, can, uh, yeah, then just swear, you take guys, a classic and acting class. Take it. <laughs> this is where this is where my career begins. Well, I'm happy to be part of singer, it. Singer and actor. Yeah. So, yeah, when I'm so where my, you get your Grammy or like your Oscar? Ah, don't worry, I do it for yeah. you. I feel you're only mentioning it, but she doesn't even. I don't believe in you. Yes, everybody should have said this yet. I don't believe in it. I've also had like some acting roles in the past. Oh, cool. Sure. Yeah, I've seen it, but you're okay. You know what I mean? Wow. Someone can act. Okay, whatever. But yeah, so. Music, you're back doing music now, right? Yes, I am. So yeah, tell us. I, I heard you have something coming for us. Yeah, uh, I like I said um, earlier, I took, I had to take a break. Like there was too much going on. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, but I feel like I'm in a much um better headspace. Mm-hmm. Acting actually helped, honestly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get me to that space. But yeah, I'm in a much better headspace. When I started music initially, it was very by chance. I, I honestly didn't yeah. expect it to do what it did. And it felt very much like I was going with the flow. Um, I wasn't ready. I didn't want to disappoint my team. I suddenly had a team. Yeah, because I always saw you as Adoma, the girl who does like really cute covers. Yeah. And now she's a musician. Like, like, I like the covers, but I would have liked to have done it on like for fun. Right now, I just became a business. And like now there's a team, there are people. And like, and it's not like I I, I wasn't having fun doing it. I was, but it just was too much too so, fast. Yeah. I've always been this very shy person minding my business. Right. Now all of a sudden people are booking you. You have to be here. You have to be there. You're on the streets. Hey, I do my, too much, too fast. But yeah. then I couldn't also quit because 
my team and people had quit for some of the things that they were doing to invest into like so it felt like I had to go with the flow yeah. for a while and that caught up with me at some point I had to stop but I feel like right now having that break to figure things out I'm ready like mm. I, I I always like to say when I started music chose me I, mm. I was sitting mind in my business and music just came and said you we are going yeah. and I just had to go but right now I'm making that choice like okay you chose me but now I'm choosing you right I'm, I'm, that's so relatable yeah I'm, I'm sure we'll talk this. about like the music more yeah. but now me I'm <laughs> I like those things I was listening to you, 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 I could hear that she's hinting some um certain things went left but <laughs> <laughs> this went but so what what happened i think basically the creative space it can be very um negative or yeah. it can be a lot especially on your mental health exactly and um knowing a few people in the creative space like so, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious but in the creative space <laughs> sometimes like there's a lot of pressure you know yeah. and then they are comparing you to people and then comparing you to someone in a different country why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that and it can really affect you do you think those were some of the things that happened to you what exactly gave yeah, you that you know what um yeah like i said none of this was planned um so it, i I felt like at the beginning I was just going with the flow and doing whatever people thought was cool. Mm. Um, I did one cover that was supposed to be the only cover. All of a sudden, like we'll do another one, do another one, mm. and then my team is like, "Yeah, let's step it up a notch. We did mm. two songs, let's do 15. Mm. And we sat down, we're doing arrangements, and we used like one month to do the arrangements. But like, yeah, now we're doing 15, and we put it out. And like, hey, my blue, do another one, mm. and I was like, okay, we we ended up like doing other covers and then after a while people started to say oh don't do only covers like do your own thing it's like okay mm. people are saying okay i will do my own thing right. from that one too it's like oh don't do this music you can try this i've just yeah. really been going with the going with the motion. if yeah. people say do this okay let's do it. like there was no sense of direction no purpose nothing so i was having control. fun mm, i mean that's yeah. what like the butterfly um the the representation, the symbolism of the butterfly, because it, it was very fun mm. and I was having fun, but it's like you, you're hopping from flower to flower, mm. just s- s- eating whatever nectar you see. There's no direction. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it was for me at the time. Yeah. So can you oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm genuinely asking, like, have you been, no, I'm, I'm thinking about it. In a space um, like that? I guess for me, I mean, people always tell you what they think you should do, yeah. but they've never yeah, done yeah. it before. That's the key thing. Fact. You've never done it before, but they know what they think they know what you Fact. should do. And I'm the kind of person who'd be like, oh yeah, I hear you, I hear you, but me, I'll, at the end of the day, I'll do what I want. Yeah, that's, I, I respect I Zoo for that. I think Zoo is like a very strong-willed person. Like, we can have yeah. conversations about stay by plan. Someone is saying this, someone is saying that. I'm like, hey, Zoo, Zoo is like, oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, what? Like, <laughs> he said we should do this. So he said, okay. And I can relate to her because um, on my Instagram, I have this IGTV thing I do on Fridays where I try and, like, share um, something about, like, a Christian. I'm Christian. So something about, like, God encouraging people and stuff. And, yeah, you see people saying, oh, my God, this blessed, this blessed me so much. But you mm-hmm. also see people in my DM telling me that, like, who do you think you are? So I'm, telling <laughs> them, I'm just sharing my life story. I beg mm-hmm. you. And it's, like, so many people, like, hey, why haven't you posted in one week? Hey, why? What's going on? Hey, but you went to this place. I'm just, like... I was just trying it's, to share, yeah. but you people are really making this thing a thing. thing yeah. Yeah. So I actually stopped for like, this is in real time. I stopped for like three 
three months, I'll stop, come back, stop, come back. And it's just been like a lot of pressure. So I can really relate that if you are doing something and then people see it, all of a sudden they feel like they know you and then you are friends. Like no offense, but it's like, and then they feel entitled that you have to do things in a certain way to make Make them them feel like happy with how they feel in in their mind about you. Yeah. And then it can really affect um, your mental, you know, and I feel like these are conversations that are not really had in this country and um it's great that we're having this conversation now and it's also good that we have an additional guest here and his name is ralph ralph is so do you want to introduce much no let him introduce himself himself, he's coming to help us have like these kind of conversations hi ralph hello (laughs) yeah um hello everybody yeah so i'm i am a doctor i have been working in mental health for this is my third calendar year. Mm. Started working in April 2020. Mm. So it's about three years, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, I've been a doctor for a while. Mm. I graduated medical school in 2016. Mm. I did not for once think I'll be in mental health when I finished medical school. Mm. I'm just being honest. I've done quite a number of things. But then mm-hmm. personally, I feel like I ended up in this field because it was a personal thing for me. Mm. I had my own struggles with mental health somewhere in 2019, 2018. And then I realized that, hey, you want to do so many things. But then if you don't have your head screwed on straight, you can't do anything. Mm. That's like the take-home message, you know, that people tend to underrate the um, importance or the benefits of mental health. And then the opposite to the drawbacks of not having proper mental health. Mm. Mm -hmm. When you're navigating life, it doesn't matter what you are doing. It doesn't matter if you are a doctor yourself, you are creative, you are a leader, you mm. know. Um, it's very important that you should be comfortable in yourself and you should be um, very, how do you call it? You should be very... Like level-headed. Um, what do you say? Level-headed. Not level-headed. I'm saying clear-minded. Clear, yes. Clear-minded. Because once you're clear-minded, then everything else starts to flourish. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I am uh, been working as a medical officer in psychiatry. Mm. I am currently a resident in psychiatry oh, wow. and I, I think I know what I want to do when it comes to this field. Ooh, we have a professional. So now <laughs> when we're talking about anxiety and depression or anything on the podcast, you know that we're not just saying, oh, I feel like yeah. you should go and sit on a mountain and like breathe in. We have, <laughs> yeah. the, we have yeah. the technical, the, the graduates, <laughs> graduates. Still learning. Yeah. Still learning the process for everybody. Us. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's good that you're here because I guess we can all relate and I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to this conversation. Unfortunately, these conversations are not had in Ghana. Enough, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, why is that the case? It's mainly a stigma issue, you know. I feel like when people talk about mental health, the first thing, first picture that comes into your mind, Afi, 10 years ago, if somebody said, um, do you want to go to see a psychiatrist? What would you have thought? Hey, my God, that's it. <laughs> that's what yeah. you're telling me. Yeah. That yeah. I'm mad. How about you? Yeah. yeah same, somebody same. says, go oh, see yeah. a psychiatrist. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, you know, like, it's the stigma. This is Ghana. Mm. Um, it's not a thing that is only for Ghanaians. It's mm. Africans, um, Asians, Middle Eastern people, people that have a very community based like society, mm. very religious societies, mm. yeah. they tend to shun mental health issues because they are equated to spiritual. spiritually negative things. Mm. Mm. They are spiritually positive things. Mm. They are spiritually negative, negative things. things. Mm. So we live in a society where it is frowned upon to be mentally unstable. Right. 
right? The same way we live in a society where it is um, expected that people to a certain line when it comes to issues of spirituality and religion. Yeah. Irrespective of what you believe in, mm. there are Christian values and people want to see people that are extolling those values. Mm. The Muslim community is the same thing. Mm. Don't see people that are extolling those like, um, values. values. So one thing that's for sure when it comes to mental health is that irrespective of the religion, at least Judaism based religions, um, mental health can be seen as a curse or can be seen as something that happened because you went, um, you wrong somebody or something yeah. went wrong, especially because they are testimonies to that fact. It's true. So that's the whole thing. African traditional religion too, same thing. You know, and mental health is such a big issue because you can remember that growing up, we all did RME, I don't know, yeah. yeah. And they were so like... So you didn't do some because you were in an IS school. Okay. What did you people do instead of RME? <laughs> I tell you, what you guys. Are. <laughs> you know, yeah. Every, so every episode, for the non-DBs like us, <laughs> yeah, we did RME. We did BC, Yeah, we all did RME. And yeah. you would remember that one of the things that you learn early on is that before people get married, they do a social inquiry yeah. to see if yeah. there's some mental health, good, mental issue good. history. Yes, and that's a red and flag. Exactly. So, so um, can't marry here because the family is like negative. Exactly. Vibes. Exactly. So, <laughs> long story short, is it's ingrained in our culture yeah. to turn a blind eye to these things and to hide them. Yeah. Nobody wants um, to be labeled because it's frowned upon in society. But the good news is that I feel like the stigma is reducing. We have a lot of work to do, but as millennials and Gen Zers tend mm. to turn into adults, let's see mm-hmm. what happens. It's more and more um, less the case in terms of like stigma. Okay. So then let's look at this thing practically. Um, I want us to kind of go around the table and hey, like red table <laughs> <laughs> wow. sort of like share like and I really respect you for coming out here to share this because it's, it's not very easy to talk about yeah. stuff like this um, if you could share your story and then maybe Ralph you can help us like really understand sure. what's happened I don't know if Zoo has I'll a do story because Zoo doesn't like to open up guys so oh, you know that uh, you're not hearing anything from Zoo well, so when Aduma opens up I'll open up and Ralph open up like Zoo is just here I'm all for men in mental health Zoo doesn't open up about his oh. life thank God you're here maybe yes. we can do a quick oh. therapy session <laughs> for me and Zoo because Zoo doesn't open up about his life but you can't be asking me what's my body count is on the podcast <laughs> Anyway, so you can share. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah. So, uh, I I remember um things really spiraling for me in, uh, I mean it started. It was it's, it's been a gradual process. I tried to go with it, but sometime in 2016, when I found out I got nominated for Unsung Artist of the Year, mm-hmm. I remember battling a lot of emotions at that point and a part of me is like i really don't want to win this Mm. because if i did i felt the buzz that had started earlier on would triple and i already can't catch up if it that happens it's death because Mm. i I can't do it but at the same time i couldn't voice that out clearly because who am i going to tell my team when everybody's started like campaigns please vote for i can't do that i remember having this conversation with my dad and he just told me i shouldn't worry if i was meant to get it i would and then i got it and i had like serious panic anxiety attacks for like a week because crap and i had to go and perform in front of the, the whole country because vgma is such a big thing yeah. it was so like so at that point it had reached its peak so i remember 
internally I start, it might have looked nice to the outside, but internally, wow, it was a war zone in the workplace. So then like what's a panic attack? Like some of us we don't know the <laughs> I mean more than more than it like panic attack just generally I couldn't breathe mm. and like I would be very, you know jittery. jittery. Yeah. But apart from that, because I couldn't really talk about these things, I would get very like I'd go from zero to a hundred over nothing. Mm. Like we could have conversations and someone gives an opinion about something and you, you don't agree. It's fine. Just communicate that you don't agree. But I could get really angry and I would get violent. Like I would Whoa. throw, if you're not careful and there's a glass, I would throw a glass at you and hope that it wouldn't hit you. But then I got kind really of- violent within the team. So I remember it was really hard for my team members who even want to work with some, I, I feel like the time I realized that now nah, this is really bad was when they had to get someone from the outside. We, I mean, we worked together. We almost at the time lived together. So if there's a problem, like you can just call me I'm right there and we'll talk about this, but nobody said anything. Mm. I heard that we were supposed to have a meeting and then somebody came from outside <laughs> to come in and then people started talking, but everybody's like trying to talk. Religion. I was like, wow, this is how bad it has gotten. And it just like, yeah, it was really, really, really terrible. Mm. And it was at that point I was, the music too started to dip. Mm. But I remember feeling relieved mm. about that because like, yeah, I can breathe. But then it's also, I, like you get it like, yeah. Positive kind of so, thing. but yeah, it, it got really bad. And at the time, um, my manager had to leave and to further his studies. So we had to get another um, person. And then that just brought with it fresh problems. I'm not going to mention the people we ended up mm. working with, but whew, they came with promises so do yeah. so ah lord it was bad i mm. I don't even know something like it, it was so intense my mind does this thing where it blocks out a lot of things mm. because it's too much mm. like yeah, it was really te- things were terrible mm. and i remember one time um after a meeting i came out and i had a full-blown um, panic attack right in the middle of the street i was on the floor and Whoa. i legit thought i was going to die and that was i told myself i can't i can't do this anymore and it was in that moment i told myself i don't want to do music i just felt like i needed to be in a different environment because mm. coincidentally where i work is where i live mm. like there's a different part section of my house that we've turned into a studio mm. and then like so i can't be home and see studio like it will affect me so i wanted to leave music i wanted to leave the environment. I wanted to just, and I wanted to do something else. Right. Luckily, acting. Right. That's when Andrew, acting yeah. came, and that was the exact point. Nigeria happened, mm. so it just felt like such an escape, escape like, for me. And I think that's when um, the healing started for me because I got um, away from music. And I was over there. I was in fully immersed in something I was also extremely passionate about. And I hadn't gotten the opportunity to really explore. Right. And Nigeria is such a good place to learn because like Nollywood is not, it's not <laughs> very good. Like there's a lot yeah. of years. So I got to learn and coming back, um, it was one of those situations where you run away from your problems and you feel like yeah, you when you come back, back it's not there. there yeah. But yeah, it was right there waiting for me. But I felt like it was very necessary for me to go. Mm. So cause coming back, I felt like I was a lot more like clear headed. Mm. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah, that's that's what that experience was like. But um, just a quick question: How long was your break from music? Or how long um, has it been? I stopped um, sometime in September ish. Um, of 2018 mm. all the mm. way down to the end of 
till 2020. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like I would not touch anything to do yeah. with music at all in that period. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And then quick question to Ralph. So you know when she mentioned um sometimes her mind kind of blocks out memories. Is there like a term for that? Yes. Yeah, so that is a coping mechanism. Mm. Yeah. So at that point, you know, when they are very strong, negative, like mm-hmm. mental states. Mm-hmm. Your body tends to protect you, or your mm-hmm. brain tends yeah. to protect you. And you can go into a trance-like state where everything, it's like your world is crumbling around you, but mm-hmm. you don't really mind. You know when, let me use an analogy, like when there's a very loud explosion, mm-hmm. right? You just hear, mm, yeah. and everything yeah. grounds out. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same kind of phenomenon. So it's an indicator to me that your mental health at that point was probably at its worst. Like, and the main reason is that it wasn't being addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like most physical illnesses, mental illnesses will deteriorate if you don't do anything about them. Mm. Kind of like malaria. You have malaria. I say, oh, let me go to work because Mm. you are the irreplaceable person. (laughs) You keep going, going, going. So one day (laughs) your body will tell you that you can't go to work. And your mind will replace you with the sweetness. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So it's the same thing with mental yeah. health. You will go, 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 go till go. one day hit the wall. So, yeah. yeah. And then by that time, a lot of work has to be done. Yeah. You know? So just like we do preventative health when it comes to like physicals and things, um, one can argue that therapy too can be preventative. You know, mm-hmm. especially when you are working through issues, because every human being has issues. Mm-hmm. So when you are working through issues as and when they come, it's kind of like servicing the car mm-hmm. all the time, checking your tire pressure, taking your fluids, so that everything is fine. Mm. Okay, uh, can I share? Because mine is kind of similar. Sure, um, sure. Something really weird happened to me within a specific year in my life. I don't just because the people will be calculating and you know. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Something oh, happened last week that freaked me out. Oh my God, what's the person listening to? It doesn't matter. I met this guy that I knew within that year and I didn't remember him. So as, as we kept on talking and talking and it started to click to me that, oh, I've met this guy before. Exactly. And then this has happened multiple times and I was seeing that it was like a trend. Exactly. And then I looked at my life and let's say it was 2020. From 2020 February to let's say 2020 December, there's like a black line yeah. in my life. Yeah. So people talk about stuff within that part of my life. I haven't shared this with anybody and I don't mm-hmm. remember. Exactly. So I, like, why would that happen? Like something traumatic happened to me. Exactly. <laughs> Did you hear me? I too. Exactly. So I mean, then, this is a very common thing. So, oh, you guys, I'll share later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so something traumatic happened to me. Realize, realize. Mm-hmm. If you need to open up. <laughs> so, so while she up. does need to open up, we don't need to force her to talk about things. She I said something traumatic happened. I'll open up. I'll open up. I'll open up. It's okay. Heartbreak. It will reach everybody. So aside heartbreak, it's like I was studying for hey, no, I was studying for some serious exam. I wasn't seeing top. I went to write the exam. Oh my god. And that's how it tends to be. You and know, like so many negative things. Exactly. And now I don't remember that part of my life. Hmm. It does happen because as I said, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. Your mind will usually concentrate on two things. Hmm. It will concentrate on getting you better. And a big part of it is dwelling on everything that's happening. Hmm. So then you start to miss out on the small things, you know, 
And you start to be on autopilot a lot. You realize yeah, that. You don't yeah. remember when you drove from this point to this point. Yeah, yeah. You don't remember when you ate, when you cooked for yourself, yeah. you know. You literally see, ah, what did I eat this morning? You see yeah. a plate and there was rice and beans. Hey, when did I eat this? Because yeah. 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 there's a lot of like frustration in your mind and it's, it's, it's clogging everything, you know. And it's an indicator that that was also like a very stressful time in your life. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> but I like the fact that you said that it was compounded by your exam and mm-hmm. it was getting harder. One of the problems is that when you are not in the right mental state, it starts to become difficult to do things that you have to do. Yeah. And then it becomes a vicious cycle because it's hard for me to learn because I am in a very poor place mentally. Yeah. And then because it's hard for me to learn, I am not happy with myself. So then it starts to become like, you start to spiral. Yeah. yeah. And then that's what you really want to keep from happening. The opposite to holds when you are in a very good place mentally, you start to do a lot of things and you start to like achieve things at a rate that you didn't expect you will. Yeah. Mm. Hi. <laughs> What's, okay, do you so, have any story or any experience? I, I just want to say, if I say no, really, it doesn't mean I'm lying. Just I feel always things I'm lying. But, I've not said anything. Um, I mean, just for me, I've I've been a very, generally a pretty neurotypical kind of person, like throughout my life, you know. Hey, so English, please. What does that mean? Like, you correct me if I'm wrong, but like, it's fine. The terminology is fine. What you would expect a normal person. To be, I guess, mentally. Yes. Okay. You know. Must be nice. Thank God. Amen. Yeah. So I haven't really had like mm-hmm. any, like a specific time. Or, mm. I mean, I've definitely been sad. I've had, you know, mm, I've been through things. Uh, fortunately, I've not been heartbroken. Wow. You know. So have I've you just, caused some heartbreak so though? Jealous. That's debatable. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> <on> <laughs> you guys, if you want to go for therapy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where do you wait? Oh, you can't share that one. Never mind. You <laughs> just send him a DM. I'll give you his ass. <laughs> you ask, if you ask me, I'll say no. But you let's move so, on. So we are talking about accountability. So maybe in your, in our session, we'll talk about accountability. I did for you. Don't worry. We'll talk about it. But yeah, um, I think I, I have always been the kind of person that people want to talk to when they are going through things. Mm. So even though I haven't personally really experienced stuff, mm. I have been the person that people come and talk to. And I also did psychology in university. So when I did that, and then just, you know, it's like I have a library in my head. Oh, it's like, oh, this, oh, this person had this, this person, and this is similar, and this is similar. So it's like, I kind of understand your job in a way, small, exactly. small, because I did psychology. Yeah, yeah, one, you got one, all you have to do is one master's and you're virtually, yeah, just one yeah. master's, yeah. It's, <laughs> virtually, yeah. <laughs> it's nothing, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, um, and I realized that, in especially in recent times, so many people are dealing with things, but they, you didn't know before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even me talking to people, that's when I started to realize that, oh, even though I haven't really, I feel like I haven't really experienced this. I'm like, hmm, this thing you're talking about, I feel like I've kind of had yeah. this, I've been in this space before. So then I start to rethink, you know, things I've been through while I was thinking at that time. You know what I mean? But I would say, I still haven't had like an episode, mm. thankfully, I hope I never have one, where like I was going through it, like, and it was so bad. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. this explain. Wow. this is great. I'm happy that he hasn't, because if we were all just like, oh, we have done a we two, we did yeah. inside. But I mean, but I do he, really understand because, like I was saying, people always come to me and I'm like, they're going through it and I'm going through it with them in a way, like, because yeah. they're talking to me throughout the whole process. Like, I have people who have been going through, like, I think something that lots of people, I know at least six people who are going through, like, bipolar disorder. I know people who have been through depression, mm. 
And then they come to me, I'm just like, shit, like. That's wild. Like, like, so that's you, my question. It's, I have it's a question. tough, sure. I also have a question for yeah. him. How old are you, if you mind me asking? Old enough. You're old enough. He's okay. 28. Good. Hey, I beg you. It's it's very <laughs> coincidental because I don't know. I feel like for the majority of my life, mm-hmm. I describe myself like Zoom. Yeah. It happened to me at 28. Oh, I'm not, oh, not, oh it's not a case. No, not okay. at all. Hey, Musu, what's up? I feel like yeah. even, even hey, if that's happening because yeah. because <laughs> like you were saying, like the stigma has gone down. Yeah. yeah, I have spoken to a lot of people. I think seeing what people have been through, I think. I can't say I'm ready, but like I, I, I know what exactly. to do in a way. Exactly. I know who to talk to. Like I'm ready. Like I'll, I'm not ashamed to go to the hospital, exactly. for example. Because uh-huh. a lot of people exactly. are ashamed to like embrace that or or what's the word? Embrace not the word. Accept. Uh, yeah, yes. Accepting. Yes. The acceptance so, is that the they're problem. going through something, yes. and I think I would be it would be easier for me to accept it because yes. people have spoken to me about it. Yeah. My question is: Does every human being? suffer mental health issues at some stage of their life or there are some people who would never have well i mean when it comes to statistics you can't you can never make a blanket statement 100 percent of people yeah. but then if you're looking at some mental issue or derangement at a point in time the vast majority very 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 high nearing that 100 percent mark mm. Mm. you should have something it's kind of like asking will everybody have a cold one day mm. you know I can't tell you 100%, but the probability is very high. Mm. So it's, the thing is that the neurotypical spectrum, Mm -hmm. what you are, like the normal person spectrum Mm -hmm. is made up of like ups and downs. So you have waves. As you said, you've been sad before about certain things. You've been very happy about certain things, but it's only when it crosses a certain point that we start to, okay, it's pervasive. It's happening too much. This person is too happy all the time. Are they okay? Yeah. This person is too sad all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, are they okay? Yeah. Then we know that they've crossed, if you're drawing like a wave graph, those who did science, you know, mm. you've crossed certain amplitudes. Yeah. So like, mm, Charlie, now let's start watching, that you know, sense. most people know what is so, like socially acceptable. Mm. Mm. So when you see that somebody has deviated for a period, they study you, mm. your, your closest friends and family, mm. like, mm, at this point, you there, let's go and seek help. So I feel like that threshold point, if you can, look at introspective like you can look at yourself and find a ways to like tell that you are getting there or you're about to get there mm. you can like stop the cascade of events mm. yeah but i like to talk about anxiety because mm. of what aduma said you know mm-hmm. her um her testimony mm. well i think that we are doing a very good job when it comes to depression in this country mm. people know what depression looks like people accept depression and people accept like treatment for depression, but lots of people are living with anxiety mm. and it's related phenomena. Wait, can, so, I, can I just, for the people who don't know what anxiety is or what it looks like in depression, like, can you just quickly? So I'm going to try and keep this conversation for the whole population, not yeah. just medics. Yeah. So it's like, is this feeling of mental tension mm. and worry mm. about things you can or cannot control? Mm. It's very hard to shake off. It's very difficult. That's how you know it's a problem because you all worry. Yeah. But somebody worries too much. Yeah. They're always worrying. Yeah. There's even like personality types. They can tell you this person's a warrior. Mm. So they are all on the same spectrum. So why is this person worrying so much? Why am I worrying? And you start to acknowledge it's a problem when you yourself know that I'm worrying too much. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why can't I shake this thought of my head? And Anxiety is in two parts. So there's the mental part and it's a physical part. Mm. Your body tends to react to your mind state. And it's 
it happens in depression, it happens in anxiety and other mental states. But in anxiety, it's very profound. So we have like somatic. Somatic is like the medical word for like body. Mm-hmm. Somatic anxiety, where the person starts to have palpitations. Their heart, are, their heart is beating. Yeah. Their fingers are trembling. Yeah, sweaty hands. Sometimes their blood pressure goes up. Mm-hmm. You know, hyperventilation. Mm-hmm. You're breathing. Like how we are all sitting cool. Yeah, can't you, breathe. Yeah. you can't breathe. Yeah. And then it then starts to like turn to a panic attack. If it goes on for long enough, person can have panic attacks, which are what the things I just described. Mm. But in somebody can just get like an abrupt episode really quickly, quickly where they start hyperventilate. They have this intense feeling mm. of impending doom. Something bad is going to happen to mm. me. I feel like I'm going to die. The world is crumbling. Mm. They can't breathe. They might pass out because of the hyperventilation. Mm. Their heart start racing 130, 140 beats per minute. They don't understand what's happening. Mm. And then it can last for a long time. It can also go away after a while. Yeah. So um, the research in psychiatry shows that that particular state is related to anxiety states. Mm. And even stage fright. She spoke about stage fright. Mm. The name for stage fright is social phobia. Mm. So you can be somebody who's not scared of anything. can even be confident to your friends. But when you go on stage and you see people, people. you know... They always say, imagine them naked, blah, blah, blah. But it can be a Let's big be problem. Yeah. Yes, it can be a big problem. And I like the fact that she said that music and performing and things help her beat it. Because mm-hmm. most of these mental states can be beaten without medication. Mm-hmm. That's why psychotherapy is so important. Like therapy is so important because you need a trained professional to help you navigate these issues. Mm-hmm. If you do so, you will be fine. You know, more often than not, you will be fine. But I feel like um, we need to talk more about anxiety mm. in Ghana, for example, because people do not even know that it's a state. Yeah. Mm. You know, people just think that I'm just this person that's always like on edge. Yeah. On edge. But then you can be helped. Um, there's medication and therapy is a very big part of psychiatry. Mm. You know, um, clinical psychologists work as hard as us. And a lot of the work that we do is in their field as well, mm. you know, and vice versa. So, it's a very big part. I always tell people that it's one-to-one for like when it comes to medication. If you have a good therapist and you have a good therapy regimen, it's almost as strong as medication mm. for a lot of conditions. Not all of them though. Mm. There are some conditions that you will require medication definitely. So um that's all I had to add. Okay. I want to ask Aduma something yeah. with in relation to the same thing, just more of like the practical thing. So you mentioned that sometimes you can get so angry, you literally want to throw something at someone. I didn't, li- I didn't want to. You did. I did. So what was like going on in, inside? Like what was happening in your brain? Like what led um, to all of that? For me, I feel like I am the kind of person who doesn't really know how to internalize things too much. Like if I, if I keep things a lot of inside, I would implode. Mm. And so there was, there had been a lot of, in, in inside this, they had to come out at mm. some point. So at very unnecessary things, because there has been like a very long period of mm. internal frustration, any s- small thing that someone says outside, it's like everything, everything just comes just to comes the surface. And, and most of the time it's like, what's going on? What did I do? Mm. And yeah, and it, it it's bad because it's even came with being a violent person. Yeah. Because I would do things like that. Yeah. So did it happen multiple times? Yeah, multiple times. So everybody like on the team was like, hey, Aduma yeah, is a violent one that when she's scared. angry. They were literally oh. scared of me. That's why they had to have a meeting and bring someone. But that's, for yeah. me, that's when I knew it was a problem. But when that happened, I, I remember going to my room and crying like, this is not who I am. 
um, yeah. and I, I, I wanted to not be that person anymore. And yeah, I mean, it, it took a long time before it changed, but the, that's when I think I had the realization. Yeah. So when this whole thing was happening, like how was your, did your family know about it? Did your friends know about it? Aside the escape of acting, what other steps did you take to? The weird thing is I, I said I was very um, introverted, so mm-hmm. I didn't really have that many friends. Mm. And apart from family and mostly my dad, to be honest, because that's the one person, and maybe my sister, that I'm really, really close to. Mm. I didn't really have many people to talk about. And when I, to talk to mm. about it, and when I did, I felt like I wasn't articulating properly because it didn't feeling? feel like anyone was understanding. understanding. Yeah. So yeah, it just kind of made, made it worse. Yeah. So then you yeah. never really seek any professional Eventually, mm. um, after I came back from my um, Nigerian trip, things started. I realized, like I said, You've come back I've run away. I've come back to come with everything. Be waiting for but, you. Yeah. So, and I felt, and I, I, I feel like I've highlighted a lot more on the music parts, but I also had personal problems. I, I've been in very weird, extremely toxic relationships mm. Mm. <laughs> some some that have actually been violent so i've been um I, it's hard to talk about but i've been a victim of physical abuse mm. in a relationship so all of this was happening simultaneously with mm. the music so it was a lot mm. but i felt like when i came back it was like nah you have to work on so many things there's been years and years of uh-huh. uh, oh, relax Trey. Yeah, <laughs> years and years of um a backlog of a lot of things yeah so i felt like yeah this is the time i needed to get myself together and then that's when i i had to my sister did a bit of um psychology so she referred me mm. she said she didn't want to be the one because she's family yeah yeah so she referred me to a colleague of hers who was a therapist so i used to go a couple of times and it it, it really did help and mm. also and i can't go without saying also because I'm, I'm also a christian mm. i feel like during that period god really came through for me there's mm. a there's a scenario way back that i almost oh god like, oh, I, I almost took my life. Yeah. My mom is a medical doctor and she had a, 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 a she had a lot of um, pills mm. and there were some expired ones and I was going to swallow Just some. And I remember I, I, I had this feeling of, so basically I had the pills in my hand mm-hmm. and I was literally going to pop it. And I just, I don't know why I did that. But I just looked up and I'm like, yeah, this is it. Since you decided to, I was talking to God, like this is decided to abandon me. I'm, I'm either coming to you, I'm going to your arch enemy, anyone. Like I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I legit, as real as you felt me touch you right now, somebody hugged me and there was no one in the room. And talking about it, I always get goosebumps. Oh and I just felt crazy. this, yeah, this overwhelming feeling of love. And so it made me like, I know God is real because that experience was a huge indicator. And I feel like, um, spirituality also was a huge factor in helping. So I had to, I didn't just do that. I had to actually see someone and I had to be in the space where I was willing to work on myself. So yeah, that's how that helped. It's it's interesting you you say that because um, I'm Christian too and I think that's one of the main problems that the church has, especially in Ghana. They don't understand that um, some people, not all the whole church, some people in church don't understand that if God has given someone the knowledge to be a doctor and the knowledge to bring, like he even talked about himself as a healer and he has given that somebody else a talent to like channel 
that to help. They don't see it like that. It's yeah. always that once you are having anxiety or panic attacks, it's God, a demonic attack yeah, or God. something. But the, the truth is we are physical and spiritual. Like yeah. things exactly. are physical and exactly. then spiritual. Yeah. But then again, the Bible says that like good things about you. Like, oh, I, I satisfy you with long life. If somebody is Christian and then you are speaking these things to them and they are not relating to it, there's, there's a disconnect. A problem, yeah. Exactly. So there's a problem because if the person cannot see themselves as God sees them, there's a problem. Prayer and fasting, they need. But the, the, we need to have that um, balance exactly. as well yeah. because I, sometimes... I always like to say, mm-hmm. before, before you go, I always like to say that you, have, you need to see mental health like the same as, as physical as health. Physical if your leg is yeah. broken, perfect. If your leg is broken, you're not going to go to the pastor. I mean, you could yeah. pray for my leg. <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, you will still go to the hospital yeah. and get your cast. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you have mental health issues or problems, you can go to the pastor, but you also need to go yeah. to the And God deals with everybody differently. That's yeah. true. But I mean, I mean, guys. I mean, yeah. the good news is ever since I started working where I work, I have seen a couple of pastors coming with their... Oh, church really? oh yes which is, which I have. Is, is, is anytime I, to hear this. very much so anytime i see the the scene i get happy yeah. you know it gives me some sense of fulfillment mm-hmm. especially when such men of god and imams as well you know mm-hmm. religious leaders come and they are in tune you know they're trying to understand mm-hmm. and marry the two together yeah and it always comes to the same thing we've done what we can do from God's side, but we know that God has put you here for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So anytime I see that, there are definitely some people that are, you know, just like politics, far left, far right. There's definitely some yeah. extremists. But yeah. as time goes on, you know, we see a lot more of these things. And my um request for such people is not just to come to the hospital and show me the doctor that you understand. Mm. Show your congregation as well. Yeah. You know, let them know that just like I if he said. Fasting and prayer is necessary, but there's also a place for yeah. all kinds of healthcare. Mm-hmm. The same way if a pastor or um a religious leader needs surgery, they go and do surgery. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. they might yeah. pray for healing and it may work because that's the God that we serve. But then most people will resort to modern medical um treatment or therapy. Mm-hmm. It's the same. I like how Zoo said it. Physical health, mental health are the same thing because without one, look, if your brain dies... Everything finished. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. gone. Everything yeah. finished. Yeah. No matter how um talented you are, what you are doing, mm. no matter what you have in the bank, mm. if your heart goes off, same thing. Brain goes off, same thing. Yeah. So people need to understand that they are one and the same and literally equating. They are the same level. Mm. So you don't want to shortchange yourself because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, people will tell you that, oh, everything is fine. I'm doing that. Mentally, I've not really been in a good space, but you know, I'll keep pressing. No, no, no. If you had malaria, as I said, and you kept pressing, you will end up going to the hospital. So that analogy is what I want to leave with listeners of this thing. Like, know that your mental health is as important as your physical health, if not more. I feel like the same way Jesus wanted that one sheep. Hmm. If your body one part spoiled, you will try and fix it. Even though everything else is working. Yeah. Nobody wants to go blind or nobody wants to become lame. So it's the same way you don't want your mind to turn too much. So I I want to say, um, I want to mention like, let's see, like what she spoke about, what she went through. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I said, I talked to a lot of people who are going through stuff. Mm-hmm. I think something that I had to learn and I wish it was 
there was like information on it readily available is how to talk to people going through these things because people often say things like oh don't think about it mm-hmm. oh just think happy thoughts like you know what I mean like like knowing what to say to people who are going through things I think is something that is really really important and do you have any I don't know advice or any like first aid how do we wrap it like what do you say what do you say to someone who's going through it do you know what I mean so the truth is even for us psychiatrists and psychologists you know we are all learning it's a learning process a couple of days ago somewhere last week I was in a zoom call that was um hosted by psychiatrists worldwide Mm. Kenya and there was one guy that um really hit me if you ever listen to this is Dr. King is called Dr. Mahmoud. He's in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. And we're teaching a new therapy session called Leap. They were teaching how to listen to mental health patients, mm-hmm. how to listen to them, how to talk to them, how to agree with them, but not enable them. Mm. And then you're trying to create a therapeutic alliance. That is, this is high level for like mental health care professionals. But it's the same thing. You can't assume that telling somebody that Nyamibe or Nyamibe is going to fix the problem. You know, there's ways to deal with it. And I feel like, as Afi asks for first aid, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like the first thing to do is to empathize. Mm -hmm. You need to understand what the person is going through or try to understand what the person is going through and to ask them what they want. Mm -hmm. Do not be demanding. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to let them know that this is my opinion. I think at this point in time, you might need some intervention, some mental health intervention. But what do you think? Yeah. What do you want? Mm. Yeah. You know, and then you are literally agreeing or carrying the person through the whole um, process because certain things are very triggering. Mm. Like if you've lost a relative mm. and somebody told you God knows best or a very good friend, God knows best, you know, it's very abrasive, yeah. even though the person might be coming from a, a good, good place. place yeah. So the whole thing is, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Yeah. And if you think that what you're going to say might be inflammatory, you need to try and think about it again. And then we, you don't always have to talk. Sometimes you can be with, Quiet. send flowers, yeah. be in the person's personal space or not personal space, but be around the yeah. person. You know, there are so many things you can do that do not necessarily involve saying something direct, just being there for the person. One thing I've realized about my patients is when they start to recover, they always remember the people that were around them when they weren't in a good state. Yeah. You'll never forget. Yeah. There are friendships that are made and broken through that particular phase. Mm. You know, you always start to remember who was really there for you. Sometimes mm. it can be a stranger. Yeah. But then you can tell that this person really loved me or really cared about my well-being during this process. So just being physically present sometimes is enough. Mm. You know, you don't necessarily have to say anything. But then I feel like when it comes to issues of suicide, I'm so happy that Aduma was able to open, um, up, about open up about that. Right. What people need the most is for someone to listen to them and to be around them. Mm. You know, you are there because you are trying to uplift the person and to do first aid. In that case, instead of CPR, your CPR is just sitting next to them, yeah. making sure that they, are, they stay safe and then they can end up in a place that they can get help. Yeah. The last thing you want is um, to be alone. A big problem with creatives is you start to get alienated when you get bigger, you know, and yeah. it's not a, it's not necessarily the creative's fault. The team, as you said, the team might be finding it difficult to talk to you because you are literally the linchpin. Yeah, the, the whole team is there because of you. You might not necessarily be a bad person or uh, somebody who is like overpowering. Mm. Or, but then the fact that, hey, what if we, we say something and everything breaks down? 
because my success is dependent a lot on yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the other way around, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So the thing with creatives and like I watched something about Robin Williams and things like getting to the end of his life is the bigger you get, the more alienated you get, especially when fame comes into the play. Because when you are walking around and you are me, nobody knows me. Yeah. So I can walk anywhere I go. But when you become very famous, it starts to be like, hey, you're this guy. Hey, you're the girl that sings. Hey, you're the girl that acts. You know, it can become very stressful. Another thing about creatives is that their intelligence is very perfection driven. They want to perfect their craft before things come out. Mm. So people that have that kind of thought process, they get a lot of pressure very easily. Mm. You want to release the best album that you can release. Mm. You know, you nitpick at small things and then you start to worry. Will I win a Grammy? Mm. Will they call me to come for this thing? Mm. Will, will I watch myself and be proud of myself? Mm. Will I be cringy if I see myself acting? Will this painting come out nice? Hey, right now I'm this big person. Mm. I have to maintain my standards. Mm. So that's just a lot of mental stress and mental pressure for more than one person to take. There's like 10 people have to take all that. You pay one person, you're taking it all. Mm. So people take all of that into, people don't take all of that into consideration, sorry. And then they start to alienate this person. This person ends up alone if they have their relatives or a significant other, yes. Some of them are estranged just because of the lifestyle that mm. comes to that kind of thing. And then it becomes very, very hard for mental, um, you know, their mental health, you know. And then a lot of them might end up having to like numb the pain. And that's where another problem comes in, dealing with drugs and all that. So it can be a very slippery slope. Mm. And if you don't find a place to like, um, mitigate all these things, that's why most of the most successful celebrities minimize interaction with people, you know, privacy, they have their personal lives. They have people don't know what's going on. They have their kids. Their kids are growing up normally as normal as it can be in that context, yeah. mm. you know, and it's because it's very draining mentally. So Adam, I have a question for you. I, I I don't know if you can't answer right now that you are, you are about to bring um, a new project out. Yeah. Um, the stuff he's saying, can you relate to them? And 100%. and does it sort of like how are you feeling about the the new project? Um, um, okay. So the the project is basically chronicling everything, um, in very artistic form. But it's chronicling everything I've just spoken about. Um, and I'm very happy. I mean, I would not have wished any of it happened, mm. but I'm glad it did because mm. um, being able to express it in the art that I've been, has been given to me, I feel like it's a good way to reach out to someone that is going through the same thing. Mm. And the person would like people identify with these things mm. a lot. So I'm very happy about that. But at mm. the same time, I'm still nervous mm. because I feel like I'm opening up and mm. I'm letting a lot of people into some very, very vulnerable yeah. parts of my life. And you know how people can be like people listen. This, this is nonsense. And yeah. like, it's yeah. coming from a very dark place. Yeah, and I put it here. I'm very vulnerable and very touchy. Yeah. So I'm very, very nervous about it, but I feel like it needs to be out there because it would, it would do more good than it would. So, yeah, I mean, some, I was doing some background checks <laughs> and I heard that like, there was like a different approach. Yes. So it's a different is. approach, the whole chronological thing, or there's yeah. like something else. There is yeah, it's everything. It's everything. So, yeah. um, I feel like I've done, I've come full circle with regards to my being an artist mm. and 
where I am musically, I would not be here without acting. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, I feel like I want to merge the two. Mm. I can't, I can't take away music from acting mm. and generally that's who I am to mm. be very honest. And it took me a while to figure that out, but I'm glad I'm here now. Okay. Um, so yeah, moving forward, I decided to put out the project, but then aside from it being a music project, it's a film. Okay. So um, with regards to how it's going to come out, um, I'm putting out um, what would in music terms be a single. Mm. It's also going to function as some kind of trailer. You know how movies, mm-hmm. before they put out movies, they're trailers. So yeah. It's like a trailer to the film, but at the same time, you can look at it as a single to the Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, and then um, trying to get people to come and so basically, I'm calling it an experience. Right. The name of the project is Becoming Aduma because, okay. like I said, it's chronicling becoming who I am no. now. Um, in the projects, I'm not there yet, but we're, we're, we're still writing the story. We're still we're still going there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, there's a documentary that has snippets of some things mm-hmm. that um like team could capture um interviews with some very key people mm. so far um there's the film like i said um there's going to be um screenings of it um there's going to be q and a's um we can have these conversations i'm putting myself out i've put myself we'll out we'll be there, there for you if you so, need us to come and see on the panel <laughs> we're and going stuff. to have q and a's um, you can ask me anything and we can share we can talk there'll be live performances um and i just i want it to be very intimate and like i feel like these things can't happen without food so there's food there's drinks that will be curated specifically for the kind of projects it is it's for me it's like an all-around experience and apart from that um like i said acting and music is together you can try singing and then we'll see where you get to the maybe you can we'll give you some rules some ways so yeah that's that's basically the the project yeah this has been a very interesting educative educative give me the adjectives intense i didn't mean to say intensive informative intensive enlightening i've learned a lot everybody has learned a lot everybody has shared a lot especially me and uh, (laughs) i don't think that's disrespectful no no facts he has shared a lot i've shared so much (laughs) did you you know i could act we are getting to the end of the episode (laughs) and this is one of the best parts this is favorite parts. One of my favorite parts. It's called Rapid, Rapid fire. fire. So what's going to happen is... Okay. Very scared. <laughs> oh, don't be scared. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry. Expect. It's light. It's light. So I'm just going to ask you guys. Usually, we have one guest and I'll just give them like five words. You say the first thing that comes to mind. So for example, because you guys are two, I'll give you two each. Sure. Or, teach one, or one each. It depends. Because I'm doing it off the top of my head. Can I do some? Sure, yeah. Oh, no, never mind. I was joking. This will give me a bad thing. You say body so, count or something. Am I like So, so um, for example, if I say podcast, what would you say? If I say podcast, what would you say? Joe Rogan. Ah. <laughs> what do you say? What? what do you say? Joe Rogan. Oh. Everybody say, oh, wow. Anyway, so if I say podcast, you say... Stay back, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's only there's usually there's no wrong answer, but this one that's yes, that's, 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 the, that's, the, only that's the example we give. Exactly. I expect you to say stay back. <laughs> I, had to, I had to test that. Yeah, you have to test yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you two. So do one, 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 like one here, one here, like Bohar. Okay, number one. <laughs> it's very easy. Did yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, Adama. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Morale. And the big steppers. Uh, no bad, no bad, no bad. Zoo the actor. Yeah. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I can't say that. Uh, oh, you are taking long. How old is you? The musical. Hey, true. I, I should be, be in this. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my God, this is amazing. I, I'm glad I did this. Last word. <laughs> exams. Passing. Whoa, Yay. that's a shock. Because you said you have exams coming up this year. Actually, I, I mean, not no, now, right now, but yeah, eventually yeah, I'll have to be exam for yeah. the board. So. Yeah. That was a boring second word, but it's, it's all good. Next thing that we'd like to do is, um, real quick, is there anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast? Uh, on anything or like on anybody, this, anybody, anybody anything. at all? Oh, nobody comes to mind right now. That's sad. Do you have anyone? Um, Kendrick? Hey, hey. This question we cannot oh, wow. answer. I mean, you still in Ghana, though. Somebody, somebody, I'll, I'll, I'll text him. I'll text him. Somebody asked yeah. you that. He's gone? <laughs> oh. Mm. And as our photographer, why, why did you two get him? Because someone asked Zoo that. Is Kendrick not saying that? I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I think he will reply Zoo when he gets home. So, like, yeah, when he gets home. <laughs> hey, people, I know I, I, I love the confidence. So I respect that. Thank you guys for I, I believe in you guys. Next year by this time. Yeah, after Jay Z. Yeah, Drake. All of them. They'll be all here. They've been texting me over, actually. Yeah, Drake said, before Rush and Small. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah um and then last thing is there a song you've been feeling it could be any it could be your song um that you want the people to go out and listen to um okay yeah but this will take a while but yeah a song i've been feeling is the song one of the songs of the project it's called utopia Utopia. yeah yeah it's not out yet yeah, yeah i guess i guess i've yeah, Utopia. Right. I, 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 yeah, I really want people to listen to yeah, it. We'll listen right. to we'll it after the podcast. <laughs> Can't wait. How about you? Do you, have, do you have a song? I don't have an album. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> for me, since we are recording this at this time, it's definitely Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah. And then the single, the lead single before that, the Hard Part Five. Yeah. You know, I feel like just like Adama's project is going to bear her soul, Kendrick Lamar has done a very good job. Mm-hmm of bearing his soul in the perspectives of others. Mm. If you listen to the Hard Part 5, he raps from different perspectives. Mm. O.J. Simpson, Kanye West. Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith. Nipsey. Nipsey was, it was hard wrench. I actually nearly shed a tear. So the actual album itself is extremely raw. It's mm. not a melodic album. It's not something that you're going to listen to because you want to listen to something that's nice. Yeah. But then similar. he talks about issues, you know, love and loss, issues of physical abuse, growing up in a single parent household, not having a father, you know, having to deal with relatives that came out as transgender, things like that. Um, grief, even his seclusion. He actually went into seclusion for five years. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a phone. He says it. Mad. He actually counted the days. It's a thousand and something days. I don't remember. Just because of his mental health. Mm. So it ties in very well with what we are discussing yeah. today. And I feel like if you're a rap fan, you can listen to it. If not, 
um, can give it a try. But then it's a very introspective album. Yeah. So yeah, that reminds me. So Adoma, since the project is coming out, are there any dates or things um, we should put in our calendar so that we know that? Yeah, but just to um, hop on what you said, because it's kind of like the same thing. And um, this is not a conventional project at all. It's probably the most experimental thing you're going to hear. Mm. And I'm not like. just saying that because I want to say that's what pushes the status quo changes things. But yeah, um, um, it would be released in, Ju- okay, so the premiere of the film would be in July, on the 10th of July, mm. and then there'll be screenings every Sunday after that okay. for like 10 weeks, like okay. just back to back. Cause if you didn't make the, the premiere, I would definitely still want you to make any of the screenings. So every Sunday there'd be a screening. Um, and then. I'd put out the music part of it after that and then there'd be the um, musical. But if you want to get your tickets for that or mm. anything, please go to my website on aduma.com and get yourself a ticket. Oh, it's a one of a kind experience that we have been curating for a while. So I'm really, really excited about nervous, but I'm like really, really excited um, for people to hear it, to see how people interpret it, to mm. see the impact it back. I, I, I'm excited to see how it does. Can so we have yeah, the website please. again? Adoma, A-D-O-M-A-A dot com. Okay. Every Tuesday. And Rafi, <laughs> so like there are some people listening and all that and then they want to know like where they can get, you know, some people have listened they're like, you know what, I'm going to take that step and take my mental health seriously. So which places can they get these kind of services? Are there online I, I used to get this um, ad when I was eight. Instagram is watching. No, you people, I used to get some better help. Every <laughs> day, say, say, you sure you don't want to talk to someone? Say, say, don't tell me to talk to Anyway, there's this like online thing, better help. But are, are there some online pa- platforms in Ghana? And if not, like where, yes. where, where can people So, um, I know there's Mindit or Mind IT. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing phenomenal when it comes to like a suicide hotline for Ghana. So, mm-hmm. shout out. Um, I'm very proud of Yachu. Um, Where can we find Mindy's Instagram? Mindy's just Google it. They Google. have a Facebook, they have an Instagram. They actually have toll-free call numbers. Mm. Oh, nice. So you can call just like a suicide hotline. They've been able to make one for the country. So if I Google Mind, it's like mind, my mind. IT. Probably IT. have to add Ghana because okay. it's a very common phrase. Okay, yeah. so Mind is G, yes. for example, on Google. That's the only thing I know when it comes to online. But okay. physically, um, Accra Psychiatric Hospital, Pantai Hospital, hmm. There's no stigma. <laughs> Everybody, we, we yes, exactly. There's no stigma. Yes, we have learned so, I, have learned I, so I much, guys. I can assure you a lot yes. of people said, hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's cool down. There's, <laughs> there's studio self, Charlie. What are we learning, guys? No stigma. We are still <laughs> in the process of learning. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, Pantine Hospital, um, there's Ankaful, Cape Coast. There's medical schools <laughs> have psychiatric units. So, um, both Kolebu and Konfanoche. And then there are a couple of private places. There's a brain clinic. Yes, Northridge. Thank you, photographer. <laughs> and then um, there's definitely, if you're looking for mental health care, there's a wealth of private therapists mm. around. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't mention anybody directly. No problem, don't but then you will find them. They and do a phenomenal job. What's your Instagram? If someone wants to, to see, yeah. talk oh, to Oh, my you. Instagram is Ralph underscore MKU. But okay. um, you're still processing... The be checking your yes, requests yes. because maybe some people come to you directly. Oh, I this is my problem. Can you suggest it? This is where I live. To, hey, this is where I live. Yeah. So maybe say, okay, this place is close. Maybe sure, sure, <laughs> sure. I will do my best 
to suggest. There's yes. a lot of learning we need to because I'm exactly. thinking about it. If I say, "Oh, I'm I'm going I'm as Pantai," I'll see you guys like I'll miss you as brown. People will be like, mm, "What's happening?" You know, yeah, but like exactly. we are all learning. Yeah, well, I'm in the asylum. That's how people call it. The old people. Yeah, that's what that area is called asylum down. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh wow. Yes. So now you know. You now we. Now you my know. Friend, my friend, did you know? Wow. Did you know? Oh, no, I don't. Know. Know. Did you know everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all come very far from okay. the dark ages, so. So the only way up, the only way from here is up. Yeah. Okay, Charlie. So yeah. Thank it's you guys. Been, I think it's officially the longest. The longest episode, as it should be, because it's yeah. mental health one, awareness. Oh, I didn't, Mom. I didn't do a shout out. Let's do a shout out for that. Yeah, it was a shout out. So yeah. yeah. You got that. Yeah, mental but health was, awareness. No, no, I didn't say it, but she said it. Oh, don't worry. Oh, oh, we knew that you knew. Oh, it's fine, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so we are we are like about to say bye. So we are going to say happy um, mental health good, awareness good. together. Hey, so okay. it's not it's not rocket science. So can't. yeah, that's why I wore this shirt. You know, be kind to everyone. Okay, that's the least we can all do. Be kind to everyone. Yes, you know. Yes, you don't have to be a mental professional to be a kind person. Just be empathetic. You don't have to believe the same thing someone else is believed to be kind. to be a kind person. So okay. So then, thank you guys so much, and we would just like to wish everybody um, happy mental health awareness month. <laughs> Let's do that again because I didn't even start. Okay. You see how it's doing. Let's go again. Okay. Let's go again. Thank you guys so much for listening in. And we'd like to wish you a happy mental health awareness month. Nice. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Stay by Plan. This episode was recorded, produced, and edited by There Is No Studio. Yes, that's the name. There's no studio. And thank you to the team, Nikita, Nams Photography, and Ellis. Elizato. Elizato. And the opening song was produced by Lil Kwao. <laughs>